Welcome to the Unhidden Message. This is Roderick. Today is um, part two of As You Go. I'm calling it Feet on the Ground. 11 things you need to know. God bless. I actually used to feel bad because we weren't in the hall and we weren't battling and I thought maybe I'm doing something wrong. But the Lord said to me, he said, I will provide and make a way for you where there is no way. Amen. My wife and I, when we landed in this country, we landed with $300. I'm going to just share this. I really believe this is for somebody here. In December of 1987, we landed in this country. God has supernaturally provided our airfares, which come to about $13,809 dollars and when we changed over the final amount from rands to dollars we had three hundred dollars my wife myself three kids gonna land in Orlando Florida God called us to America we don't know hardly anybody here we just know a few people I don't have meetings for two weeks I promised the kids vacation at Disney World Folks, you don't go to a foreign country. No credit cards. I, we didn't have any credit cards. Nothing. I mean, $300. You don't know what in their right mind goes to a foreign country with a wife and three kids. $300. $300 into two weeks in Orlando at Disney World does not go. and we got a coupon special deal on the day's sweets there whatever real good deal I mean very cheap and took the airport shuttle and arrived at the hotel my mind's going over time now and we had a peace in the heart you know we just had a peace in the heart God said go and I figured if he come up with the airfare then he wasn't gonna let me down because if you knew what a miracle it was to get the airfare then you know three hundred dollars hey that's a lot of money I walked into the hotel, <coughs> got to the to the to the to the cashier. The lady said to me, "How are you going to pay for this room?" I said, uh, "Well, just let me fill this out quickly, and I'll, I'll tell you just in a few minutes." The manager walked through. He said, "Oh, are you are you Mr. Howard Brown? You checking?" I said, "Yes." He said, "There's been this brown envelope here waiting already for two days for you." I said, oh, is that right? I said, can I see it quickly, please? <laughs> and I took the envelope, and it was very light, so I knew there can't be any money in here. I mean, this thing's just very light. And I tore it open, and I tipped it like this, and out, out of it fell American Express credit card with my name on it. And it was a friend of mine that had got a card on his company, and just put my name on it and said, pay me back every 30 days, because that's how American Express works. And so I grabbed the card, signed it, and said to the lady, here. (laughs) So there are times that we've gone somewhere with really nothing. The main thing is if a lot of people are waiting to have everything before they go. 
I'm going to work in business and get a couple of hundred thousand. Then I'm going to go into ministry. Sometimes God wants you to go with what you've got. Always remember this. A little becomes much when you put it in the hands of the Lord. Hallelujah. What's up, everybody? This is Roderick. Thanks for tuning in to As You Go Part 2. Um, I'm calling it Feet on the Ground. 11 Things You Need to Know. And um, if you haven't listened to Part 1, I advise you to go back and listen to that. Um, and I um, think this might be the last part, but you never know. And I think the uh, Lord placed this on my heart um, because I think it's critical to know, just like you heard uh, testimony of Dr. Rodney, Howard Brown, of how he landed in America um, with what he had. It's something special that happens when you place your feet on the ground. I repeat that. It's something special, something supernatural that happens. And um, we're going to get into the uh, biblical examples of when you put your feet on the ground in faith. Um, so a lot of you guys are um, might be thinking like, Oh man, like my present circumstances is not lining up to what I see. And that might be the case, but we go by what? The word of God and not by our circumstances. It's not a it's not a, a chapter in the Bible, a book in the Bible called the book of circumstances. You know, it's uh it's not there. So we walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by his faith. Um so it's your faith that's going to get you there. So um, I think it's critical, especially in the last days that we're living in. Um, time is running out. Time is almost up. And, it's, and God is, I feel like, is looking for people to step out and place their feet on the ground um, in whatever realm he's calling in, into. But before I get ahead of myself, um, I'm going to read out of Joshua chapter 1, um, verse 11 through, I mean, verse 1 through 11. I'll be reading out in the New Living Translation out of this. Um, so if you you know got your Bible, definitely take it out. But this is critical, uh, as you can tell, and we'll see how important it is to place your feet on the ground. So Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. It said, after the, serv after the death of uh, Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come. Somebody say the time has come. Not the time will come. The, or the time will come two years from now. <laughs> no, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I've given them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Whatever you set your foot. Here we go. Write this verse down. He said, I repeat it. He said, I promise you that I, um, that what I promised Moses, where uh, wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land I have given you from the Negev um, wilderness into the south of Lebanon mountains into the north from the Euphrates River into the east to the Mediterranean Sea. And to the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you. Some might say, he will be with me. As I was with Moses, I will not fail you nor abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these uh, 
these people to possess all the land I swore to your ancestors, I would give to them. Be strong and be very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them from either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instructions carefully. I mean, continually meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, somebody say only then, you will be you will prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my commandment. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Verse 10, it says, Joshua then commanded the uh, officers of Israel. This is key. Go through the camp and tell the people, get ready, get their provisions ready. In three days, you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land. The Lord your God has given you. So, like I said, it's important and it's on part two is as you go that your feet has to be on the ground it says right there so wherever your feet in verse three wherever your feet shall tread a different translation says that you will be on the land i have given you so if something happens when you place your feet on the ground whether that's in ministry place your feet in that city place your feet in that region that village that country that town place your feet um if you are in business place your feet on that property um, if you are believing God to get into a university, place your feet on that university, go there and visit and be a, and walk around. And people are like, you a student here? You're like, not yet, but in the name of Jesus, fall 2021, I'll be there, or spring 2022, I'll be a student here. I'm going to be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever the Lord has placed in your heart. Place your feet on that and start to speak it out. If something happens that when he told Joshua, you know, wherever your feet shall tread, and I'm going to get into... The chapter three, when they crossed the Jordan. I mean, this is very important. The Lord always goes ahead of you. So the point one I want to make, what's, I said 11 things you need to know. Number one thing that you need to know as you go and do what God's called you to do. Number one thing, you know, you need to set your feet there. You need to set your feet there. Number two, you need to know that the Lord is with you. He said, for I was with you, I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you. And that's number three. So number three is he will not fail you nor abandon you. And number four, he says, I want you to be strong and courageous. And let's go to uh, chapter three. Cause this is important right here now they're getting prepared to cross the jordan river he's giving them instructions this is three days later after he said prepare your provisions so that's something that and the lord will tell you in advance he will give you instructions and that's point five you know so the the fifth thing that you need to know as you go he will give you instructions so he gave them instructions and this was the instructions in verse three of chapter three it says this, giving these instructions to the people, when you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. What did he say? He said, move out, get moving. So as you go, you have to be moving. He said, from your position and follow them. So you was already in position. You was in a different position. But when the God told you to move, you get up and you move towards that. Whatever you believe in God for, ministry, you move towards that. Uh, you know, business, you move towards starting that business, uh, whatever it is, schooling, you move towards that. You uh, obviously you apply, uh, to the school, you visit. I mean, 
you make sure you have all the recommendations, the accommodation, everything like in the natural that you need to make sure you uh, reach everything they're telling you to do. Like whatever realm that you find yourself in, my thing is making sure you're in the will of God for your life. So as you go and place your feet on the ground, it, it, the Lord always will give you instructions to that. And this was the instruction. Look how important it is to have your feet touch the thing that God is telling you to do. Verse uh, 13. Let's go that Joshua chapter three, verse 13 says this. It says the priests will carry the Ark of the Covenant, the Lord of all the earth. As soon somebody said as soon. As soon as their feet touch the water, I hope y'all getting this. As soon as their feet touch the water, the water, the flow of the water will be cut off upstream and the river will stand up like a wall. So let's continue on. Verse 14 says, so the people left their camp to cross the Jordan. And the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. And it says this, it says it was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. So it was an overflow already, and it looked really impossible, you know. But at but here we go. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark of the uh, carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began to back up, up at a great distance away at a town called Adam. So, so what happened is something special. Like I repeated in the beginning, like something special is when. Your feet touch the ground, touch, they feet touch the Jordan River. They had to cross the Jordan River. That, that was one of the instructions that the Lord gave, gave them. They had to cross the Jordan River. In order to, for them to cross the Jordan River, they had to touch, they, the priest that was carrying the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, touch the water. As soon as their feet touched the water, the water parted, just like they did in the Red Sea. And they went through it on dry ground, just like it was in the Red Sea. So you might be um, looking at an impossible situation, um, just like the Israelites was at the Red Sea and just like it was at the Jordan River. Uh, a lot of this generation right here in the, that crossed the Jordan River, I mean, obviously they went through the Red Sea, but they was young, they was young. Um, and possibly they could not remember it all. They're just hearing stories. But at this point, you might be looking at a situation that might look impossible. The, the Bible says, you know, that all things are possible to those who believe. So you have to believe that nothing's impossible with God. I mean, he created everything seen and unseen stars, moon, galaxies. I mean, everything we see. He he created the birds, the, the bugs. They still disco discovering things in the sea. I mean, all of these different things in the forces, I mean, it's just going on and on. They're still discovering things. And God created that. Your fingerprints, your DNA, different things, man. Like, nobody has the same DNA. Nobody has the same fingerprints as you. I mean, just look at your body. I mean, how that's developed, your heart, your brain. All these things the Lord created. And so when you are looking at an impossible situation, remember, have the Lord given you instructions? Have you knew that you know that without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord has called you? And that's what a number of points. Number six, I want to get into as you go with some things you need to know, you need to study the word. He said that in chapter one of Joshua, you know, study the book of instructions, you know, and then you will have good success. Once you study the word and realize the examples that I, I was giving you all scripture. I mean, uh, how he created the earth. I mean, Genesis chapter one. 
Uh, and you notice that, hold on, you know, and your faith starts to build like, Lord, you created this and all this in six days. And the Israelites were looking at you look at everybody in the Bible that was looking at an impossible situation. Uh, the Israelites, like I said, the Red Sea, but the, what happened when Moses stepped, you know, lift up his staff, the, <laughs> the water, uh, an east wind uh, came and like and the water stood up like a wall. And they passed through on dry ground. It wasn't wet ground, it was dry ground. Same thing with the Jordan River that they passed on with on dry ground. Uh, so you got to remember that nothing's impossible. Even though in the, your, your eyes might be telling you something, your feelings might be telling you something. But what is the word of God telling you? That's why you have to study the word of God. What's another example of... When something special happens when your feet touch the ground. I want to go to uh, turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 28. And this is when Apostle Paul was shipwrecked and everything. And they landed on the uh, um, island of Malta. And what happened was uh, they, ran, they landed on the island of Malta with nothing. They was just shipwrecked. It was, it was cold. It was raining. So what happened? Paul and the people with him, they built, he built the fire. And then what happened? The snake came out the fire and bit Paul and he shook it off and th threw it in the uh, fire on harm. And that's a whole nother message. But let me uh, stay to the point. And what happened was obviously everybody thought that, oh, man, this guy's going to die. You know, <laughs> this guy, you know, got bit by a snake and they looking at him, looking at him. And next, you know, that's like this guy must be a God. But look what happened next. This Acts chapter 28. Verse seven uh it says this uh, it says the near the shore we where we landed was a estate belonging to Publius, um the chief officer of the island he welcomed us and treated us kindly for three days as it um as it happened Publius' father was ill with fever paul went in and prayed for him and laying his hands on him he healed them then all the other people came on the island and came in, they were healed. So right then and there, I mean, Paul went in. He said, "I'm gonna pray for you. Uh, you know, I'm gonna pray for your dad. You know, and I'm gonna lay hands on him. the Bible says in Mark chapter 16. You know, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Right? Paul, you know, knew that. It's like, hey, you know, I'm gonna lay my hands on you. And I, when I lay my hands on him, he was gonna recover. That's what happened. And they heard, like, hold on, this guy's father just got healed. Call everybody else. So. Right then and there, it went from them not having nothing. They landed on the island and went from them not having nothing to suddenly that was at a state praying for everybody. And Paul was. And next thing you know, as his feet was, see, you see what's going on here. His feet was already on the ground. That wasn't their destination. The destination was Rome. But his feet touched this island of Malta. And look what happened in verse 10. It says, as a result, we were showered. Somebody say showered. We're honors. And when we... And when the time came to sell, people supplied us with everything we needed for the trip. Powerful. When his feet touched the ground, everything, and as they were preparing to leave, everything was supplied for him. Everything they needed was supplied for him for the trip to come. So as soon as your, as your feet touch the ground, as your feet is touching what God's telling you to do, that property, that, that, uh, that business or that country, that region, that city, that town, that village, as your feet touch the ground, the provision will come. But you have to get your feet on the ground. It's something about putting your feet there 
that God does. I mean, sometimes people, you know, the provision would be there uh, in advance, but scripturally, from the um, standpoint of like your feet has to touch the ground uh, of that particular place. And you seeing when Paul, them feet touched the island on the Malta, when Joshua and the Israelites, um, the priests carrying the Ark and the Covenant touched the feet, I mean, touched the um, Jordan River, the river parted. I mean, uh, we all have questions like, why, Lord, you wait till the 1159, 59 <laughs> moment, midnight hour to come through? Well, you got to understand that he wants all the glory. He wants all the honor. He wants all the praise. And it's plenty of times that uh, I, if you go back and listen to part one, I tell you about my Bible school story and my first time going to Africa. And even now, it's just like, you know, you're, it's like as I went, as I was going, different people. Like you just heard uh, the testimony of at the very beginning and uh and part one another testimony of the uh, great man of god lester summerall who's in heaven now like you see the testimonies of as they went as they go as their feet was on the ground the provision came so you got to know these things and um like i said we uh i already gave you six things that you need to know and number seven you need to know as you go, that God is faithful. It says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. It says this. It says, God is faithful, reliable, trustworthy, and therefore ever true to his promise, and he can be dependent on. By him you were calling to companionship and participation with uh, his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So that's what you have to know, that God is faithful. Number eight, the things that you got to know that he has it all planned out. Just like when he told the Israelites to cross the Jordan River. If you go back and read that, the presence of the Lord went ahead of them. The, the, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and they said they would go ahead of you. That's what it says in Deuteronomy 31.8. He would go ahead of you. So as they went, the presence of God went ahead of them. Uh, it, it was all planned. He told you. He gave them instruction. This is what I need you, and this is for what I need you to do. He told pa Apostle Paul, I want you to go to Rome. He, he gave him instruction regarding the shipwreck. But he knew he said you were going to Rome. So even when the shipwreck and when it was on the island, even though they didn't land it on the island with nothing, he, the Lord told him you're going to Rome. You're not going to island of Malta to stay and die there. No, you're going to Rome to testify of me. So as they went, the, you know, the provision came. And you got to uh, look at that. And it says in uh, Jeremiah 29, uh, 11, I like what a message is not really translation, but commentary. But I like what it says. It says, I know what, you, what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you a future you hope for. So you got to have those things in your spirit. Number nine, you got to know that he will help you. Somebody say he will help me. Yes. All those examples, the Lord was helping them. They did not do that in their own strength. You got to understand it's not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. Jesus said in um, John 15, he said, without me, you cannot do nothing. So you got to understand that when you're believing God for big things, you're going to need his help. And it says in Isaiah 41, 10, do not be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So that's number nine, the things that you need to know as you go. And when your feet touch the ground, uh, you knowing that the Lord will help you. Number 10. What other things you need to know? You need to know one of my favorite scriptures is Romans chapter 10, verse 11. I'm reading and Amplified, but you got to know that you will never be disappointed. You will never be put to shame as you go and believe God. Knowing in your heart, you telling him, he told you something. 
of what to do. And you're doing that with a pure heart, with your whole heart, 100%. You got to understand that. He's telling you to do something, so he's going to come through for you. And Romans chapter 10, verse 11 said, The scripture says, No man who believes in him, who inherits to, relies on, and trusts in him, will ever, somebody say ever, be put to shame or be disappointed. So you got to understand that he will not put you to shame when you believe and trust in his word. Um, and lastly, what's the last thing? Number 11, as you go, as your feet touch the water, what's some things that you need to know? Number 11, you got to understand that uh, he watches over his word. Jeremiah chapter one, verse 30, he watches over his word to perform it. And also numbers 23, uh, um, 19 says, uh, you know, God is not a man. So he does not not. He's not a human. So he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? And answers, no. He is like, he, he, you know, he always uh, carried it out. He always, have you ever promised something to you? That, that's listen. Have you ever promised something to you and didn't do it? No. He, you know, he never changes his mind. He does not lie. We serve a God. He's spirit. He's not a man, so he does not lie. So you got to understand that. He watches over his work to perform it. If you remember these 11 things that I showed you, and the Lord placed them on my heart regarding that, you will notice that and get excited and notice that, hey, uh, my feet, once my feet touch the ground, something's going to happen. Just say that with me. When my feet touch the ground, something's going to happen. Uh, so, and you got to remember, I know you was like, man, but my feelings, you know, like, no, don't go by your feelings. We go by our faith and knowing that something's going to happen when our feet touch the ground. Amen. Amen. So I hope this really encourages you um, that's listening and that listen, we'll listen to this because it, if it encouraged you, uh, it encouraged myself, you know, I preach myself happy <laughs> uh, regarding this. So because I'm living it. But. If you listen to this and you never surrender your life to Jesus, um, just take a moment. Just, you know, close your eyes, bow your head, wherever you're at. If you're driving, do not do it either. <laughs> just uh, continue to keep your eyes on the road. Um, but if you never surrender your life to Jesus or maybe you have and you're just not serving him like you should, you haven't uh, given him 100 percent of your heart. Maybe something happened. You backslid and you're not serving God like you should. Maybe it was a loss of a job loss of a family member, uh, you know, I don't know, but you knew, you know exactly what it is. And maybe also you just don't have that reinsurance in your heart that God forbid, if I die right now, Roger, I do not know I will go to heaven. I want to let you know something, my friends, that Jesus is coming back real soon. Time is running out. You see what's happening in this world? The testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. So, you got to understand that everything that's happened is prophesied to happen. Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13. It's all coming to pass, man. It's all coming to pass. And the Bible says the appointed man wants to die, not that it's the judgment. We all going to, you know, face God. I mean, you want to look at the God as your father, not as your judge. So I want to give an opportunity to you. Today is the day. Now, now is the day. Um, today is the salvation. Now is the time for you to get saved. Not tomorrow, next next year. Don't let the devil don't let the devil lie to you. Talking about, oh, you can put it off. No, no, ma'am, no, sir. Today is the day for you to surrender your life a hundred percent afresh 
maybe for the first time or rededication or just to make sure. If that's you, say, Roger, I want to do that. Just say this prayer with me. Just say, dear Jesus, I surrender 100% on my life to you. I repent of my sins. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you risen from the dead, and I believe that you're coming back again for me. Just say, baptize me with your Holy Spirit and your fire. Just say, I'm saved, born again, forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, I wanted to congratulate you. Uh, comment, share, continue to listen to these podcasts as I'm preparing to leave for Tanzania next Sunday. Wow, time is flying. Uh, so if you listen to this in the future, just know my feet is already on the ground in the name of Jesus. So, uh, yeah, so I hope this encourages you. If you're already a believer and you're listening to this, I want you to, uh, you know, pray and think about partnering with what God is doing and will do in Tanzania, Zanzibar to be exact. I'll be there with my team at Overland Mission. So if you want to become a partner, go to, to the, my website. The link is at the bottom of this. Whatever platform you're listening to, RogerLeach.com backslash partner. So a one-time seed or become a monthly partner, believe for monthly partners, whatever the Lord lays in your heart. But uh, stay tuned to what I'm doing on this particular podcast of part two uh, as you go. And yeah, God bless.